Good morning and good afternoon, everyone, depending on wherever you're at. The time of this recording, this is episode 33 of the Restricted Zone podcast. It's been a long time, and I'm here with my fellow co-hosts today. Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? Yes, sir. Chris, introduce yourself, man. Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? Sure, for sure. Mar, introduce yourself, man. What's up? What's up, Colin? Thank you for having me today. Always Magic Lodge. Introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, Colin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And now it's a lot of well, not too much noise in the NFL right now, but you know we got some big we got some big things to cover. Dak Prescott got the bag, you know, and you know it's kind of controversial. You know, some people think you know it wasn't really worth it to spend on Dak Prescott. But we got some other news with J.J. Watt. He's going and partnering up with his own teammate, DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of people, some of the guys here, you know, were pretty iffy about it, didn't really like it. They gave their own predictions. But we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But I really want to touch on the Dak Prescott one because Dak Prescott is really the recent thing. He got the contract. He got the bag. Are you guys – and this is just a question I want to throw out for you guys. Do you guys think – he since he got the bag, will it be a Carson Wentz situation where his play starts to downplay, or you feel like he doesn't live up to that contract? I just want to throw that up to you guys. I'm gonna throw it up to Chris. Chris, you want to answer that? Repeat, I'll repeat your question real quick before I go my little rant. Oh, okay, so I was basically saying so that Prescott got his got the, got the big bag, and now you know it could be potentially could be a situation like how Carson Wentz with us and the Eagles, he got the big bag and his plays really started to decline after he got that money. Do you, you see the same thing coming from Dak Prescott or you see him living up to that contract and doing I mean, something? I, I mean, I don't think he deserves a contract in the first place because mm. he's been a good quarterback. He's been consistent for the most part throughout his, throughout his four or five years in the league. But at the end of the day, what has he really done to deserve it? I mean, he, what, he make the playoffs once as a wild card and lose? And the same person last year with the healthy team lost to an Eagles team that was riddled with injuries when they should have already won the division to begin with. So I already think it's ridiculous that he's getting paid forty million. Now, since he got the contract, I'm not. I don't know if it's really going to be another Carson Wentz thing. We got to see if he comes back from this injury, right? And then we'll see what he does. I mean, like I said, he he's not a bad quarterback. Like, don't get me wrong. I, and I'm glad he got his money. But I just think it's terrible that he got paid this much. We hasn't done anything. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Well, okay. Well, I, I want to touch on w- what you said a little bit. So, uh, the season he had before he went down, like, w- how would you guys describe his season before he went down? Was that mediocre to you? Was he impressive to you so far? Or just what's your thoughts on that? No, he, he was very impressive to start off. He was averaging like 400 passing yards a game. So, what you so, so, but Chris said he, he, he's, he's done nothing. So he was that wasn't enough to warrant him getting getting that much money. So in your thoughts, what, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that Prescott deserved that amount of money? So I well, think um, well, 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 go ahead, Kyrie. Go ahead, Kyrie. I'm, I'm swinging I'm gonna swing it to you, Lodge. Yeah, I'm gonna make it quick. But I think when I think I, I look at it this way, when he stacked up against the two quarterbacks and that he was a part of the draft with in 2016 with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, and they got their money already. And from the looks of it, Dak Prescott is by far a better quarterback. He puts up better numbers. He just might not have been in the best situation. Like, yeah, sure, he has a talented offense, but the coaching hasn't always like hasn't always been there enough to get them far at least. And I think now is is the best time to do it because, like I said in the previous episode, the NFC East is wide open, and you can't you can't afford to not have 
a great quarterback going into that because it's wide open. Like, it's, it's open for the taking. They should definitely take advantage of that. So I think locking up Dak Prescott, it was it was in their best interest, like, moving forward. Okay, so here are you coming down from that point. But, I man, so – so do you guys think it was a better option than that Prescott? Do you think the you think the Cowboys should have just let him go and try to search for another for another quarterback or you feel like he was the best option and moving forward for them in the future as well? Lodge, I want to throw that to you, Lodge. So my point was considering what they already have and considering the amount of time he already spent with the team he's been around, I feel like they had no choice but to give him that money because if you look around, uh, all 32 teams, have majority of them already have a quarterback. So – if you're not getting Zach, who are you getting? The only possible plausible thing you can bet on is Russell Wilson. As of right now, he still hasn't left yet. So I feel like considering what your your one your division because your division is weak and it'll be weak for a while. So and it's weak for one one main reason they don't they don't have quarterbacks in the division. So you might as well just sign your franchise quarterback now and see if you can get a head starting head start in your division. And that's pretty fair. I mean, I can see your standpoint on that. I mean, Mar, it wasn't that long ago, you know, Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott was a better quarterback debate, you know, was, was springing up. And, you know, I was I was mad fierce for with Carson Wentz. I was definitely defending him. He had an MVP campaign, should have won MVP, went down. I mean, so what's your thoughts about Dak Prescott getting that contract and what do you think it means for the Cowboys moving forward with him as the starting quarterback? Well, I don't think Dak deserved all that money, but in the Cowboys – and the Cowboys' interest in that the Cowboys' expense, I mean, what other choice did they have? What else could they do? I mean, came out, started the season, he was hooping. He's been there before. They already got chemistry. They know how to use him. So, like, I don't think he deserved that much. But, like, what like what else could they do at that point? That's that's, that's, that's really what I got to, to say about it. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, so I also wanted to add on that I think the, the Cowboys put themselves in a bad position last year when they didn't sign him to, to an extension to the amount of money that he wanted. And now since they backed themselves into this wall kind of and they, they approached the deadline without a backup plan as to what would happen if he were to be gone, they, they had no choice but to pay him what he wanted plus more. You know, okay, I definitely like what you said, but I want to still touch – I still want to keep it on Dak Prescott a little bit. So – the NFL deadline to, for the franchise tags that expired at 4 p.m. today. Today is Tuesday at the time of this recording. So 10 players got franchised. So now I want from those players, who do you guys think absolutely deserved it and who you felt like shouldn't have been franchised and felt like the team could have done a lot more? I'm going to swing that to Chris. Chris? Can you hear me? My fault. I'm here, y'all. So I, I, I listen. At the end of the day, I've been a fan of his since he came into the league, or not since since he came into the league. Since like his third year, when I really start watching Jaguars games. There is no way Allen Robinson should be franchise tag right now. And really? honestly, if I were him, I wouldn't even want to play this season. You don't think he is one? I think he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league right now, if not the most. And it's because he could put up Pro Bowl, all, all Pro numbers. But you, he's only played mediocre quarterbacks, and you never see what he can really do. He's one of those receivers that's like he's not really good or like great at one aspect, but he's above average at everything. And I don't understand how, if he wants to go to a different team, he doesn't want to play with the team because you don't have a quarterback. Why would you put the franchise tag on him? No, he doesn't want to play for y'all. So at the, now it's basically like he's trapped. So at the end of the day, what are you going to do? He's not going to play. So if I was him, I think he's. I think he's just sit out for the year. Until he gets traded or something. 
Sit out for the year. He doesn't want to be in Chicago and take a quarterback. He has no reason to be in there right now. Sit out for a year? That's a lot of money being lost. I don't know about that one. I mean, you know, he might have to stick it out, tough it out for that one. I mean – I mean, Lodge, what's your thoughts on that? Who who do you thought with some of the names that got their franchise said you felt like deserved it and who didn't necessarily deserve it? Give me your thoughts on that one, Lodge. So for Chris's point, I definitely wanted to second him considering with this list, this, this current list, Allen Robinson is the biggest standout. Um, now, with that move, I think possibly the Bears kind of believe they're going to make a quarterback change. They're kind of confident in that. So hopefully – if that's the whole situation. They're not just tagging him and then they're just working with the same thing they got as in last year. But I did want to point out that Chris Godwin did get franchise tag. So if everything goes right, Shaq Barrett and, 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 and LD should be able to sign, resign. Well, Shaq Barrett might not be able to come back, but I feel like Levante David, we should be able to resign him. So that was a great franchise tag because I'm, I'm happy we didn't franchise tag anybody else. But so that's fine. All right, so I mean, so Allen, Allen, Allen Robinson, two for O, one of the big surprises. I mean, uh, Kyrie, what's your thoughts? Who you felt like deserved their franchise tag? Who you feel like didn't necessarily deserve it? Just give me your thoughts on that. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and agree with Christian Lodge because I absolutely thought uh, Allen Robinson would be on a different team this coming off season, simply so he could play with a with an established quarterback that that use him the best. I don't see the I don't see him being on the Bears no more, especially if they're not able to land a big time quarterback like they're thinking, like a Deshaun Watson, or maybe even moving up in the draft and drafting somebody else. I don't see that happening for them. So it's just going to be another mediocre season, and that's not good for him. He he was projected to make a lot more money this season. So three zero, Allen Robinson, Mar, you feeling it too? You think that was something well deserved? Who you felt like didn't necessarily deserve it? I mean, I feel like Allen Robinson wasn't they 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 trapped down Robinson, man. They 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 did him work, man. They just brought him they basically just said, We're not gonna pay you what you want to be paid, and we don't have to, so we're just gonna franchise tag you, which is something that they need to abandon. And then Chris Godwin, I was surprised when he got franchise tag. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm surprised because he's a weapon, he but his production, he didn't deserve. It. I'll say that. The production, yeah. The production definitely he didn't deserve it, but he's a crucial part, and I see why they did it. So, I mean, Lodge, I want to touch on him particularly because you know that's your team, won the Super Bowl, hooray! So, I mean, you do you co sign you co sign with Mars uh, uh Thomas, or do you feel like uh it, you feel a little bit different towards that? It deserve as far as what? Because honestly, if he didn't take the tag, he was leaving and getting more bread. Okay. So it was just like, and if you, because honestly, <clears throat> put it this way. So I, I understand where you're coming from. And it's mainly because of his, his drop catches, right? But throughout the season, if you look, for our big yardage plays before AB came, that was Godwin's move. Because to be honest with you, Mike, Mike was just getting red, red zone targets. So I don't know. I, I feel like I'd rather give somebody else a contract than him right now because he's still young, first of all. And our defense is probably the most important because, honestly, if we – if I don't think A.B. is leaving and we're keeping Mike. Mike Mike's still on contract. So, with Tom Brady, I feel like – And you guys are, uh, you know, re-signing him. You have to make a new contract for him, so. Right, so, I mean, because I, I think, what, the franchise tag, it, it, the price is different for each position, right? Uh, is it like that? It, it is, it is right because QBs. Because I heard if that got franchise tag, his job would be like 50 mil. 
So I think defensive players is is pretty high too. So that 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 was our cheapest franchise tag. So we had no choice. Okay, I mean, and before we make a transition to the NBA, I definitely want to touch on Allen Robinson one last time. So you guys feel like him staying on the staying? What team do you guys feel like would be the best team Allen Robinson should be should be able to go to or be moved to that it maximizes his abilities for him to you know be on a contending team, possibly competing for the Super Bowl? I mean, Chris. I mean, you you want to you want to answer you want to answer that one? Okay. I got a couple teams in mind because um, I'm just brainstorming at this point. So one team I'm thinking about is the Seahawks. I know it sounds weird, but you stole my team, huh? Wow, fact though, <laughs> you stole my team. I literally just thought it in there. Wow, <laughs> Bro, Listen, just think about that. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Okay, all right, go ahead, Chris. Finish uh, explain that. I, I definitely want to hear your uh, Seahawks theory. I want definitely want to hear that. So no, so I said the Seahawks because. This you could put him in the slot with two speeches on the outside, and this team could really work. And the offense will be as stagnant as it has been, as long as they can get the offensive line under control, and that just makes them much better. Okay, all right. I you know what? That's that's some strong points. I, I can't. I don't find any faults in there. I mean, Mari, you the, it, was do you had the same reasons aligning with Chris, or is some a little bit more? I sure do have the same. And well, the only thing is they can it can help out like it takes a toll off of their defense. Their defense won't have to do as much. Okay. I mean, Lodge, are you feeling the uh seal you fun the Seahawks as well? Or you got a different team in mind? So I get the Seahawks, but when as soon as you sparked the question up, my, my instant well but instantly popped in my head was Green Bay. Honestly. Wait, Mar, you wait, wait. I gotta switch this to Mar. Mar, you don't think that's a that, that's a better fit? Bro, I'm not even gonna hold you. DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, and Tyler oh, Lock. Oh my! That's just and that's like that's like the yeah, Packers but look, but look, peep though. But hold up, my peep though. They O line still garbage, and they <laughs> and 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 a run game suspect because of it. So it's just like <laughs> that is. So but like Chris right. said, the offense is stale and predictable. If you throw in Allen Robinson, man. You 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 Same might get you might Aaron, get with Aaron Rodgers though you might get if you resign oh yeah if you resign Aaron Jones and then grab Allen and then keep Devon oh my God what? I feel like you guys you I feel uh, like you I'm, guys would be the favorites to definitely win a Super Bowl I think everyone in the universe would definitely pick you guys if that was to happen I mean Kyrie I mean Seahawks that's the team you rocking with Packers I'm thinking the Seahawks but I don't want I don't want to uh, pick the same teams as everybody else so another team that came to mind to me was the Indianapolis Colts. Simply because they got themselves a new quarterback in Carson Wentz, who's looking to redeem himself after like a huge drop off these past couple of years. So I think a guy like him will help definitely help out uh, Carson Wentz, and they have a, uh, that uh, that alongside their young um, running back duo with Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. All right, that's definitely good. I love it. I can't. I don't find any faults with any of you guys' reasons. But now we're gonna transition to the NBA All Star Weekend just recently passed. The All Star Game. Team LeBron versus Team Durant. First of all, before I even really dive into it, what was your from the entertainment standpoint? Were you guys in the team from the game? Sure. Like, Mark, like I feel like the game had the game had its lit iconic moments. Like it had good moments, but overall, as a game, it wasn't really a game. It was just had more moments. Okay, Chris, was you entertaining from the game? No, so and so. 
Uh, it was like well, kind of about the same page as Lamar. Like it had its moments. Like Steph Curry and Damian Lillard pulling up from wherever they wanted to and hit, and hitting their shots. And but for entertainment wise, I really was I really didn't enjoy it. I I think the only thing I really enjoyed out of the All Star or the All Star Day, if you want to call it, was the three point contest. That was my favorite thing. I mean, honestly, okay. thank you, Chris. I'm glad you said that, man. And that's one of the contests people really sleep on the most, actually. So go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I, but, yeah, but I was surprised about it because for a sec, for like a second, I really thought Mike Conley was about to win, and I didn't even know. And he wasn't. He just got put in there yesterday in the contest Saturday, All Star games, All Stars Day Sunday. So that's why I think it was most entertaining. It just kept me on the edge of my seat. The dunk contest really wasn't good. I didn't really like that. And yeah, that was yeah. Dunk contest was very bad, very bad. Honestly, I want to touch on Mike Conley. He finally made the All Star team. I feel like he should have made it a couple times before, but even though I don't like the way he came, they voted him in, you know, he got in there because of replacement, but it, it was really, what's your guys thoughts on Mike Conley making his first all-star appearance? Long overdue. So, so I'm going to be honest. I'm a, I'm a huge Mike Conley fan ever since his, ever since he was a Grizzly in the grit and grind days. I always loved him as the point guard. I thought he was a true point guard, but, and I, and I see the reason why they gave it to him because he's been in the league since for 14 years, I think he's never made an all-star game. Yeah, he's but you can't say you can't say to me he deserved to make it over somebody a guy like Darren Fox or even Brandon Ingram. Mm. I think if you're purely looking at stats, you, you got you you're picking those two guys over him. But I, I see why they gave it to Mike Conley. Okay, I, I actually want to swing that to lies. I mean, you you co-signed with Kyrie's uh, comments, or you felt a little bit differently towards it? No, because me and him had this conversation a few days ago because we gave out a couple names like Demar Derozan and Brandon Ingram. Like, those DeMar. type of people, if you look at DeMar's numbers, he should have made it, honestly. Mm. DeMar completely changed his game. He, he upped his assist numbers. I think that's why he was like – he's been a popular pick for All-Star this year. Uh, Magic, Mike Conley, first-time All-Star. Long overdue. Long overdue. Mike Conley hasn't had, like, a six-year stretch where I can say he was an All-Star. But he at least could have had two to three seasons where I feel like he could have been an all-star. I love the way you had phrased that. You know, he wasn't the most consistent guy the past six years, but number-wise and efficiency-wise, he was always up there. Now, since we're still on the topic of Mike Conley, let's talk about the team that he plays for, the Utah Jazz. They're number one in the West. The Utah Jazz. Now, let's be honest. I don't think anyone saw the Jazz being number one in the West. We kind of had him in the five and six range, you know, and it was really a toss-up between them, but I just want to know what's your thoughts on the on, on the Jazz. You guys are buying the hype, and you guys are like you buying the hype. You guys think they could really go all the way with it? You think they could be number one and possibly win a championship, or at least compete for a championship? I mean, go ahead, Kyrie. What do you think about that? So I'm be honest. I'm I'm happy about the uh, the success the Utah Jazz are having. I think they're a, pretty, a really good like a well constructed team. I really like Donovan Mitchell. Um, a lot of he gets a lot of hate, but I've always been like a low key fan of Rudy Gobert for what he does. I think he, he's a great center. He's oh. a great, he's a, he's a, he's a fantastic, uh, I'm, I'm tongue tied. I'm sorry. He's a fantastic piece for them to have, especially on the defensive end when, where that's their bread and butter. But what really surprised me this season is the fact that they're the best three point shooting uh, team in the league right now. So I think, so I think as far as their, like their potential as winning the West, I, I still honestly think they're one piece away from competing with the team consistently in a seven-game series like the Clippers or the Lakers. 
But they've definitely so far this season they surpassed a team like the Nuggets to me as far as a contender. Before yeah, I Blazers sw- right now. Okay, before I swing it tomorrow, you said they're missing a piece. What piece exactly are, are we talking about? Is it is it death? Is it like, what's, I, what's the missing piece? I think the so I like I like Bogdanovich. He uh he's a good scorer in his spurts. He's a good he's a good three point shooter. But I think they need they need like another dyna- dynamic scorer or dynamic two way player on the wing. Mm. I can't give you any names like off the top of my head right now. I'll let you know if I can. But like right. I think that I think that's the type of player they need to really boost him up. A, a guy that's really going to step up and guard LeBron in those crucial moments, or just going to step up and guard Kawhi, uh, Kawhi or Paul George in those crucial moments. No, definitely. I, I, and Magic, I mean, I want to swing it to you. The Jazz is hype, number one in the West. Competing for a title, you just think it's overrated, overblown hype. Sure. Overrated, <laughs> overrated, overrated hype. Overrated. Not, you don't see not one not one shot. You don't see no chance of them. Not, not at all. Not convinced. No, they don't have a playoff team. They have a regular season team. They don't have that playoff team. I like how you phrased it. Regular season team. Not a playoff team. Okay. Lodge, you buying the hype for the Jazz? You just feel like it's all cap. No, it's, it's – I don't – it's basically cap. Because, honestly, the Jazz had this trend pretty much the past three years. They come into the offseason. They're, they're, they're ranked they're, – they're pretty much projected to be topping it the West. They do that, and in the playoffs, it's just not enough. Well, I and mean again, – I mean, I want to touch on what you said. I mean, they're projected, but no one had them going number one. They, I, no yeah, one. All I'm gonna say is they've been projected top three for like the past three years coming to each offseason. So it's just like one. I'm not surprised by by it because one, AD's hurt, <clears throat> and honestly, I still like feel like um, the Clippers still haven't found their identity at all. So. I feel like that plays a part as well. So, but and and honestly, just like Mar said, they're not a playoff team at all. So, okay, all right. So, Chris, you buying the hype with the Jazz? Uh, not really. I mean, they're playing good basketball stuff, but I think they're just hot right now. I think that's the reason why they're so good. I don't think this is going to last in the playoffs. I mean, they're basically just the same team as last year. So and we saw it happen last year in the playoffs. I mean, they were they were shy away from beating the Nuggets, but I mean, who knows what they're going to do in the second round against the Clippers? They might have won, but who knows? I mean, they're a good team. They're I mean, they're entertained a little bit. I don't I don't believe the hype though. But I mean, the, congrats on being number one. So uh, I, I kind of want to ask you guys you guys a question though. What do you think? What do you think makes them a playoff team? Like, what do you think moves they had? What what moves did you think they have to make to make themselves a playoff team, or or any shit, or any uh changes to their play style? What do you think? So I think, I think they're missing one more true score. Personally, I think they only have really two true scores, and that's Donovan Mitchell and um, Jordan Clarkson. Right. They're not bad, but just come playoff time, sometimes you need like somebody else to get going for you while the other two can't. So let's just say one game, Jordan Clarkson, it, maybe he'll finish with 20 points, but he, he shot 25 times. Somebody has to pick up that slack. Exactly. Right. That's what I was saying, too, as far as, yeah, yeah, they have to have a dominant score, but he has to be able to do it on the defensive side, too, where that, like, where, like that's their, their main calling card. I don't, even think, I don't even think it's that. I just personally think they just need one more true score, so that way they don't always have to rely on Donovan Mitchell. Right. Because he'll have those, he'll have those same games too, like you said with Jordan Clarkson. He's taking thirty shots to get thirty points. 
Right, and somebody needs to pick up the slack in that, especially come playoff time, because that's bad efficiency. Right. So that's just me. No, that's fair. I want to throw one more question relating to the Jazz, and then we'll make a transition. So, what would you guys rate their 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 depth, their bench? What what rating would you give it? Like, do you think the depth their depth is solid enough to uh, to be able to take out take over when the starters are down? Or what, what do you guys think about? Um. So I'll start. Off. I think I think Jordan Clarkson is really all you need because I, I can't think of any a lot of other bench pieces that's really super important outside of uh, Royce O'Neal, who's like a defensive specialist who could also knock down a three here and there. But then you also have guys like Derek Favors. As he, he's like a run-of-the-mill big man, but he's already he's already familiar with the Utah Jazz culture, and he's been on the team before for a minute. So I think it, I think they have a solid bench. But I think what. Like I said, like like we've been saying, I think what really would push them to the next level is a is a starter, like a, like a like a high scoring starter. Okay, that's fair. I mean, Mar, you 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 agree with that? You think the the Utah Jazz bench is solid enough for them to you know sustain and you know compete with other teams in the playoffs? Yeah, I feel like they just need Jordan Clarkson. <clears throat> My bad. I feel like Jordan Clarkson is really enough for the bench. As- well, yeah, as far as the bench goes, I, I, I think they'll be fine enough with Jordan Clarkson. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so now staying in the West, we transition to the East. Man, Mar, the spotlight is on you. This is your team, man. You guys picked up a, a big pickup. You guys picked up Blake Griffin. The Nets got Blake Griffin. Just let that sink in. So. <laughs> Is it like so? It's just automatic championship. No is bust. No question. Not even the Lakers competing with him. I called it, man. I called <laughs> it, dog. When he bought out, I told Chris. I said, "Yo, the Nets get Blake Griffin. It's over, yo. It's over." And they're still in the running for Andre Drummond too. So, man, I don't man. even. I feel like if the Lake, I feel like he's gonna sign with the Lakers. I really don't think he's gonna come with the Nets. I feel like he's gonna sign to the Lakers. I really don't think he's gonna come to this type of team that the Nets have. I feel like he's gonna sign with the Lakers because, like, LeBron's still in the league. Who doesn't want to play with LeBron James? Hey. So, I feel like he's gonna go to the Lakers, and if he goes to the Lakers, that's gonna be a tough series. I would, I would, I'm I got Nets in seven. I would. That would be a finals. I would gladly be thoroughly entertained yeah. game one. I don't, I don't I don't I don't think they just get rid of the Lakers like that when you got Bron and A D and Drummond down there. It's nah, not gonna be that sweet. Definitely. And then Drummond's a rebounding machine. So he's getting those yeah. those hands points coming so handy in the playoffs. So you only got so, I mean I feel like I feel like we can win the chip, but if the Lakers get Andre Drummond, I'ma just Listen, like us. Listen, if, if we don't, if, if if we if he goes to the Lakers, I see us losing. But if they don't get him, and if we somehow lose, like the Nets somehow lose with this team, it's I'm changing. I'm changing my number because I know everybody's gonna call me. <laughs> Listen, Dude. Kyrie, Blake Griffin to the Nets. Talk to me, man. Championship team guaranteed, hundred percent. You rock. Look, bro. I'm gonna say this. The Nets were already a championship team before this signing, and that doesn't change anything because Blake Griffin is not the same. They stay the same because Blake Griffin is not the same. 
he's he's having the worst he's having the worst season of his career right now, bro. Like he's averaging twelve points and five boards. He's not even shooting forty percent from the field right now. He's playing on the Pistons, a team where we've seen him when he's healthy, when he's in like when he's in his groove, he's dominating. Yeah, but he hasn't he's he's washed up. I'm sorry, this, washed he's, in. he's washed, washed up, bro. I'm at this signing to me. I, I'm not even the type of this that like this is giving me the same vibes when they signed Noah Vonley for real, for real. <laughs> Like it's not doing. I'm sorry. He's he's Compared a from the like, They should they shouldn't have even made a move. They shouldn't have made a move for him. They should have just waited for Drummond. The Cavs are playing hardball right now, but he, he's worth playing hardball for. Blake Griffin is worth his move. That's Blake Griffin. I mean, no, I actually want to touch on some Kyrie said specifically. So you you call Blake Griffin a washed up player. I mean, so what do you? How does Blake Griffin fit in terms of what the Nets playing style? How do you think he would fit with the? Well, big- I, I give Blake, I give Blake his credit due in saying this. When he's lost his explosiveness, he's definitely he's definitely expand, expanded his uh, his scoring arsenal. So he, mm-hmm. yeah, he can shoot threes now, which is the next four tape. But he's not really a player you're gonna have in that in that free flowing offense because his game style he's more of a, he's more of a, a a ball stopper. He's a guy that likes to get in the ISO, take step backs and stuff now, and trying to get into the paint. But he doesn't have that burst and athleticism no more to do that in an efficient clips. So he, he's gonna be out there shooting threes like Jeff Green now. That's all. That's pretty much. Like, that's what I can oh, see him man. doing. Man, listen, I can't tell if you're trying to praise him or you're trying to like bash him. I, I it's like it's fifty fifty with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm telling you what I see, how I see him being successful in this, and with the Nets right now. Chris, I want to swing it to you, man. I, I want to throw out two questions for you in particular. So, how you think Blake Griffin adjusts to the Nets? How you think he fits in with their big three? And do you think about Blake Griffin and contributing to the Nets? Does that make them an automatic one hundred percent championship team? I mean, I, like I said, when me and Mar talked about it, I wasn't necessarily a big fan in Blake Griffin going to the Nets, but I can see how it'll work and what he could do and what he can contribute. But it's going to come down to is he going to be comfortable coming off the bench because I don't think he's going to start. He shouldn't start, to be honest with you. Um, Ooh, that's I mean, and, at, and if he can do what he's supposed to do, then it makes the chance, it does make the Nets more dangerous. I don't think they necessarily need him to win a title, but. I also think that Blake Griffin can disrupt it somehow because this is the first time in his career where he's going to, he's not going to be the first or second option when it comes to scoring. And I know how the way he played in Detroit this year was terrible. He really wasn't the first option, but at times didn't like he was trying either. So maybe he was just waiting for this. So now this is a new chance, a new start. And he might be coming to thinking, I mean, even though it's three good scores on the team, like I still want to be a big part of the team. I want to be able to be like the, First, second option. I'm not saying he's going. Not saying he's going to be, but he might come in with that mentality. This is first chance. This is first time in his career where he's really got to be. All right, I need to take a lesser role. I might need to come off the bench. I don't know if he's going to do that. I think that's what he could disrupt them. But if he comes in, does what he's supposed to do, then it does make the Nets more dangerous. That's a great possibility. I also didn't consider. You know, Blake Griffin would really be the fourth option on that team, and that's something he's never been his, his entire career since he's played basketball. So, I mean, I want to talk to Lodge on this one. I mean, Lodge. So, listen. So, Blake Griffin to the Nets is dominant as you can think of. A lot of people are already running running with the train with this. 100% guaranteed NBA championship. How do you think Blake Griffin adjusts to the Nets? How does he complements the big three? And do you think that Blake Griffin can accept his role as a fourth option? Or you think – does he should, he should he start? Or you think he's better off coming off the bench? So, for one – I honestly feel like the signing was pretty much for the 
kind of the name in, in the exposure, honestly, because to, to Kyrie's point, adding him doesn't really make them. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, you know, I hear you. I'm saying so. You saying it was just for the clout? Pretty much, because if you you signing him doesn't improve you prove any better than you signing Devale or Drummond. You sign them to you're better. You're way better than you signing Blake Griffin, in my opinion. So, because it's, it's exactly what they need. They don't need another scorer. Blake Griffin does not play defense, and he doesn't rebound how he used to, and he can't run up and down the floor like how they play. So it, it doesn't fit at all. Javale McGee can run up and down the court. Wait, the way I'm hearing you talk, you make it seem like he's just a bag burner. He's like a useless piece. He's just a bro. Watch him here. play, bro. He doesn't. He's not. He, he does not fit their offense, bro. He's gonna slow them down. Ooh. I'm. I'm. Wait. So, Mar. I mean, you know, we we got a strong, you know, opposition toward Blake Griffin to the Nets. I mean, do you, do you think Elijah's comments are valid, or you feel like you it, there's some not too much substance to it? I mean, I can't say that he's lying because we have seen Blake Griffin play at times like that. But I feel like Blake Griffin is going to come into the James Harden role. He's at that age where he just wants to win. He's already passed his crown. He's already passed those years where he was the first to score an option. I think he already knows at this point in his career, he's just here to win. He has to do what he he has to do what he uh, wants to do to win. So I feel like he's just going to take the the role that he can on the team and just try to get his ring at this point. In all honesty, uh, when the initial news dropped, you know, like I said, you know, everyone was crazy about it. I honestly felt like the Nets, uh, to Kyrie's point, they were already a championship team. Blake Griffin is maybe a slight increase, depending on how you look at it from your perspective, from each and every single one of you guys' perspective. But honestly, I feel like he'd be a great, you know, as a former number one pick coming off the bench, he still has some skill, you know, and he he has improved his shooting in Kyrie, Kyrie's point. When he lost his, I would say he lost his athleticism. He doesn't rely on it nearly as much in the early decade of his career. So it's like I feel like overall it, it'd be well, good. He, he lost it. He he has no dunks on the season. No. <laughs> well, listen, lost maybe it. maybe doesn't want to dunk. You know, Derrick Rose's last still, dunk was in 2019. I mean, listen, Derrick Rose can still dunk. He just chose not to. You know, it's no, 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 Wait, wait, Derrick Rose got hurt. Blake, I mean, Blake Griffin got hurt too, but you'll see Derrick Rose hit a rim grazer every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they choose not to. They want to, you know, sustain their legs. And I respect that, you know, you know, it's just for and they might do it on a, on a fast break here and there. But honestly, you know, they're trying to sustain themselves. Yeah, I, I just think he got too trigger happy. Like, that's the only thing, bro. Like, he has the post game. And that's a, that's another way I could see the Nets utilizing him. Like you guys said, off the bench, he'll just be a, he could be a, like a good post. Um, a post guy to have off the fade and and as a playmaker, that's like I'm not saying he, he can't be successful there, but like like we like we've been saying, I don't think that doesn't make them better like whatsoever, bro. Okay, Chris, you want to add some? I saw you uh, muted. I mean, uh, he kind of he kind of said what I was gonna say. All right, if, if he does, he's supposed to do. It's gonna work out, but just know at the same time, he could also destroy what's going on right now. All right, that's fair. All right, so now we move on to the last topic of today. So it's a really interesting topic. I, I expect it to really be really debatable, and I'm sure you guys are really looking forward to it. So Kobe Bryant, the Black, the black Mamba, you know, my favorite player. Rest in peace to him. And he scored 81, a record that really hasn't been broken. Uh, there, were a couple, there were a couple times it came close. Devin Booker came close. 
And um, I just want to throw this out there for you guys. So in your opinion, just from your perspective, who are three players in your own opinion who you think could break Kobe's scoring record in the NBA? I want to swing this up to Kyrie. Kyrie, why don't you take it ahead? Give me three. Are right, we just naming one and then moving it along? Yeah, name one, move right. it along. All right, my first guy that, that comes to mind, I'm going a, I'm to a have to go with Kyrie. Ooh. Just because Kyrie, yo, he can get his shot off with two defenders on him, three defenders on him, like we've seen Kobe do in his 81-point game, and it just doesn't phase him. Mm-hmm. He, he taps into that mentality like, yo, nobody's out here is going to stop me. And when when he gets to that, like he can get anywhere he wants. He can hit you from the th- he can hit you from outside from the parking lot. He get into the rim. You lay your, your biggest big man. Lady guys like Rudy Gobert, Andre Drummond, rim protectors, still get the bucket. So I just I just think he's one of the most unguardable guys on the planet. I mean, he's practically he's practically really unguard uh, unguardable, especially his handles. I mean, by far. I mean, Mar, who's your number one? Who who do you think can surpass Kobe's eighty one points? In your opinion. Luca, Luca, wow! I didn't. If Luca, if Luca has the mindset where he doesn't want to pass tonight, he's just gonna go out there and, and go for like ninety. Now that you, now that you brought him up, he then never crossed my mind. Uh, that explanation, wow! Luca is, Luca is definitely could get buckets. He does get buckets. I mean, I can't ignore that. I mean, Lodge, who's your number one? Uh, I'll go with Steph. Oh, Steph, yeah, all right, Steph, that's fair. Why stuff? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the man ain't called the greatest shooter of all time for no reason. The man's still playing. Uh, all right, Bro, I mean, dude, he can he can like like put it this way. You see how Clay scored? How how Clay can score? And, and that and that he, Clay honestly Clay him and Clay number one honestly. Him so hit Clay can Clay can hit eighty one and, and, and dribble five times. Sort of guy. <laughs> I swear to God, he does right. Clay's like man. Clay will dribble five times and score a hundred, bro. I guarantee you. He doesn't even take that many dribbles. Like just wow. I mean, Chris, who who's your number one? Who who you who would you take if you had to put put your money on the line? Who would you take to beat Kobe's record? Excuse me, Kevin Durant. Ooh, I mean, I I was that was that was my number one. KD, I'm like KD's always a threat to hit that eighty one. I mean, just effortless. All right, so I'm gonna swing it back to Kyrie. Number two, who you think? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to agree with KD. He's the greatest scorer of our generation. Greatest scorer of our generation? Of all time. Oh, yeah. For real, for real. Being honest. Wait, wait. Are you talking about? Are you talking about? You're scoring goals. I was on the stage. No, listen, 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 listen. As for, as far as pure scoring goes, bro, doesn't get better than him. This is coming from a mellow. Wait, thing. hold on, wait, hold on, wait, Kyrie. Before I even let you finish, Mar, I want to see if you're thinking the same. So who who would you say in that category, Mar? I want to see if we're thinking the same thing. Who who would you say? I have one per like, I just I just don't see anybody being a greater scorer than Michael Jordan. Like, it's like KD, bro. It's whoa, KD. Whoa, 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 wait, Mar, Mar, but he said this generation though. And I'm, so I'm saying no, 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 all time. no, 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 no,
But are you gonna say what are you? But are you gonna say the typical because he can score everywhere and he's seven foot? I'm 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 talking about his skill set, bro. Not even not even just that. Not even just the fact that he can hit you from inside the outside. I'm talking about his skill set. The way so he, what is Jordan he, doing that KD can't do? Is my question. In the air. Come on, now. <laughs> what? Come on. The air. You said what? The airness. The air. The airness. Like, what do you mean? He just switches the ball what? like three times in the middle in the air. That doesn't it's make you the greatest fine. scorer, no. No, he said, he scorer. asked me, he asked, he didn't know, he asked me. You didn't okay, say Michael shooting Jordan the ball, did, you didn't say, that you Kevin Durant. Say, you talking about switching the ball Jordan up in the air, bro. You talking about. You asked me, what can Michael Jordan do that Kevin Durant uh, can't do? And I just told you. That's and what that's you asked irrelevant. me. And that's irrelevant, though, bro. You're but not saying you are nothing important. I know, hold on, hold on. So now, what does KD do that Jordan not doing? Oh, all right. Talk to me, Lash. Go ahead, break Number one, three ball is not even close. I mean, it's well, a different I'll, generation. No, no, I mean, it but that's matter, not, bro. No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter every generation, every generation has different. No, so, no, all right, so ahead. you think if Mike was in this generation, he's no, shooting that many. He's no, hitting that many. How many no. think he's going to hit a game in this generation? He, he was Mike, was, Mike would average forty-five in this generation. Don't do that, bro. Oh, but he was God. off of mid-range jumpers and off of getting in the paint. That's his game. He's not no three-point. Okay, and what that mean? If my man scoring 40 off all dunks and laps and your man shooting threes also, how do you like, like, you have to take that into consideration. Your man is shooting a three pointer when my man is just scoring all twos. So you can't take that into consideration. That's irrelevant to me because that's his play style. That's his play no, style. But look, no, but look, if you're going to say Kevin Durant, he can score inside and outside. You know how many people I can name that can score inside, outside? That's why. All right, but who, who, all right listen, listen. You, all right, you, you can name a whole laundry list. Not as good as Who's going to do to the efficiency of him? Wait, wait, wait. Elijah, go ahead, Elijah. Kobe Bryant. Bro, right, he's no, he shoots better than Kobe. Way Did Kobe even get an average right. 50, 40, 90 season? season? No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Man, I'm, I'm asking general shit. Kobe has hit some bro. ridiculous fade. Kobe has hit some ridiculous. We're talking about his. Ridiculous. Oh my God. Okay, no, that's no, no. Cool. no, 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 no. We're talking bro. about the three ball. Kobe was pulling before Steph. Kobe was pulling them Jones before. Not as much as Steph. But Kobe was known for hitting them Jones, yo. No, wait, 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 wait. My problem with what Lodge said was he said different. It didn't matter. Like, yes, the rules in each generation is it definitely applies to how much a player is efficient in putting the ball in the basket. You're not gonna tell me MJ not averaging 45 the same way. Nobody said that though, Colin. That that wasn't that wasn't the point at all. You had just said that that different different times and different rules it didn't matter. But it does it matter. Doesn't. But I'm, I'm, I'm it still. Does, we talking about greatness. Oh, listen, listen. I'm still waiting to hear what makes Jordan a better pure scorer than Kevin Durant. What he's saying? He can, he, he's saying he, can still, he can still score the same amount as Kevin Durant without shooting the three ball. So just imagine if he was to shoot a three and let that sink in. You don't think his work ethic you would have to imagine it? You, you, but, but you already have a player. Now I'm not saying you would comparing to him right now that does everything Jordan can do and. But do more. He, can't. he doesn't Whoa, do everything. What? Do Who said he was not finishing like Jordan? Go ahead. No. 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 like that, man. No, Lodge. What you just like? No, man. No. No. You, you got to elaborate on that. You got to elaborate on that. You want to watch some man. 
he shoots better than Michael Jordan. I will give you that. He does shoot better. But you can't say he does everything. He doesn't finish like that, man. They they do they Jordan. do one thing better than they do one thing better than each other. Can I'll say that. Durant shoots better, but MJ finishes better. They don't do what each other can do at a full mm-hmm. 100%. No. No. Lodge, you got to elaborate on that statement, please, because I, I, I'm just making it make sense to me. All I'm going to say is what, what, what me and Rhea are trying to say right now, it's already being said. This is all I'm going to say. What's being said? The man, the man will go down as the greatest scorer of all time, bro. Yeah, you're I'm sorry. right. We'll go down as the greatest you scorer. Didn't even al- you didn't even elaborate. No, because it just because you're not understanding them. Me and Reed both both said our points. Y'all not understanding. No, that's but like he finishes what better. was the point, y'all? So because no, bro, the man's skill set, bro. Every he can literally that's what I'm getting. I'm, I'm not even really talking numbers, but I'm talking skill set. I'm talking as far as what they do on the court. Nobody does that. No, nobody does. Nobody's doing what what he's doing, bro. At his size, bro, too. I'm, I'm not touching nobody with the ball. I'm not touching nobody at his size. Because and everybody it, says that when they bring up when everybody says when whenever somebody says Kevin Durant is their is their best scorer, they usually say because of his size, his well, skills. I never said can, that. No, 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 I've never no, said no, that. no, bro. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I understand that, but I'm saying the tip is usually his size, his skill set, and he can score inside and out. Kobe Bryant could score inside and out, and nobody else was scoring like him. And he was hitting threes crazier than any before Steph even. Was doing it. He was right, hitting them. All right, but bro, that's cool. That's cool. But who's doing it to the efficiency of Kevin Durant, bro? He efficient wise, he's one of the best scorers of all time. Is the but because so because he's more efficient, he's the best scorer of all time. Say again. Oh, so because he's efficient, he's the best scorer of all time. Well, why, why not? He gets. He gets. Why he gets not? Less, less shots than most people. That's what. That's what I'm getting at, bro. Because he scores so effortlessly. Like it's so. It comes so easy to him, bro. It came pretty easy to Jordan too. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking about pure scoring, bro. I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about who do you want with the ball in your hands when the game on the line, bro? Michael Jordan. Like, why not? Don't ask me that. You want Michael don't Jordan with the ball in his hands? Don't ask me that. Don't you you don't want no, I'm all right. Don't ask me that, man. Bro, y'all really do this to me right now. Mike was averaging 48 against Larry and then without hitting threes. I go ahead exactly. One shoot threes at 63 in the garden. That's what I'm saying. Like. Like, that's, like you're talking about point, scoring, but it's a different to your point. That's a different generation. He wasn't. No, he, I'm not he, even. He, no, but he, listen, I'm not gonna criticize the generation because I chose it. I picked Jordan. And you chose Kevin Durant. I'm not gonna throw a generation thing in there because that it depends on who you choose. But what I'm saying is, like you said, nobody can make it look as effortless as Kevin Durant. I understand everything you're saying, but. I'm just saying, in consideration, you had to take that in cons- into consideration. A man is doing everything in two-pointers when your man is shooting at least six threes a game. That's 18 points just off of threes if he hits them all. And just so, imagine Jordan was even, like, he's getting 18. He's getting 18 off of layups. You can't penalize a player's penalties. I'm, I'm, I'm not penalizing that. I didn't penalize it. I just said you have to take it into consideration what Jordan was doing and just with the twos. That's all I said. That's cool, but I'm talking about pure all-around scoring, bro. And that's what Kevin Durant does. So no, does Jordan. But what? But Jordan. So you're saying Jordan doesn't do that? I'm not saying he doesn't. But who, who does it to the efficiency of Kevin Durant? That's what I'm. That's, uh, that's <laughs> he does it as a shooting thing, though. But Michael Jordan did that thing in an in a finishing thing. Like Kevin Durant was is efficient outside the paint. Michael Jordan is efficient inside the paint. They both have their 
But, they both have their different fish. But bro, there's, there's like the tough shots, like the mid range. There's, there's the tough jumpers, like the mid range jumpers that they we're not even taking into consideration either. Bro, he hits them all at a better clip. That's what I'm saying. And we're we're trying and we're trying to brush aside like his finishing game, like his finishing game, not elite either, bro. He could break any. Wait, 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 wait. You said his elite finishing, bro. He, I just said not wasn't better than MJ's. It's not better than MJ's. I'm not saying it's better, but it's still elite. That's what I'm saying. It's still elite. So I right, so elite look. score. He can score from anywhere. Just like, all right, so so look. So you saying KD has an elite finishing game and he has a great scoring game. Jordan has a great finishing game and an elite shooting game. So like I said, they both have their. They, they both have their one category that they're better than each other in. So it's going to be harder to, like, you, like where, where our points are coming from is kind of harder I, nah, to come from. Like, it's a sensitive debate. I get it because, like, like you guys said, like, play, like, we, like we mentioned, player tendencies and generation. But I'm, I'm, go, I'm defending my point because this is my personal pick to, to break Kobe record, feel me? Right, okay, all right, listen, listen, listen. So let's, uh, Kyrie, who was your, your second? You say Kevin Durant. That was who you're rocking with. We're going to have this debate off the air, but we're going to keep it moving. Uh, Lodge, who is your second to break Kobe's 82, uh, I mean, 81 points? Uh, I'll put Devin Booker in there. D-Book? Okay, respectable. That that was my second, that was my second pick, D-Book. Uh, no, Chris, who was your second pick? Damian Lillard. I did not expect that. You want me to break that down, please? Come on, man. He's, listen, it's, you don't got to break that down. You might have to. It's, he really do. Yeah, he don't. You know, it's just he if don't, you know, he you don't. Know. Like, you, okay. Damian Lillard can literally take over any game. Damn time. He can literally average 40 whenever he wants. I'm ashamed for even asking the question. It's damn time. And like I said, right. he's, he's dropped 50 mobile times on Steph, so I could definitely see him going for 80. And he had that game winning shot on Paul George, quote unquote, bad shot. He, he said he made up for it. He said it wasn't a bad shot. You know, he said, you know, it wasn't because a bad he shot. knew how corny he looked. <laughs> Listen, he knew it was a bad shot. I said, my fault. I said that wrong. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I said that wrong. My bad. He Listen, knew it was okay. a bad shot. He was just mad he lost. Yeah, I'd be he, mad he too. Mad it was, he mad it was so disrespectful. Like it was though. Like and he ended he ended that whole team. He ended that everyone went separate after that. He ended that franchise. He literally ended that franchise. Westbrook shouldn't have been talking. Westbrook was talking too much. Westbrook, Westbrook always Westbrook trash talks when he's down twenty. When he's down, I, I just don't listen. You you love it and then you sometimes you hate it. Mar, who's your number two? Uh, to break Kobe's uh, eighty one. Bradley Boo. Wow. Like it. I was about I like to he was my it. third. He was my third. He was my third. He was my third. He was I didn't I didn't all right, Brent. Okay. All right. That's your number. That was everyone's number two. Chris, I'm gonna swing it to you this time. Who was your number three to break Kobe's 81? I was gonna say Devin Booker, but I really like the Bradley Bill one, so I'll go with him now. Okay, beat Bill, beat Bill. All right, all right. Lodge, Lodge. Who's your number three to uh to break Kobe's 81? I didn't want to pick Bradley Bill because Mari shut him. But I'm going to go with Bradley Bill because I can't think of another one right now. Can't think of no one else. All right. Okay. That, that's respectable. Mari, you, you was with Rocket with Bill. Uh, Kyrie, who's who's your third to really get the 81? I, I really wanted to go with Devin Booker, too, simply because he, he's been the closest since. But I, 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 can't, I can't give him a nod over stuff. All right, that's fair. You know what? Every single one of you guys made great choices. We got wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Quick question, quick question. Do y'all think Giannis could do it? What? Sure could. Uh, yeah. I think. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. I, 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 he, he just popped in my head first, man. 
I mean, you know, you, you got, you know, y'all know who I was thinking of, bro, and I really who? wanted to put him in there, but I couldn't. Wait, who, who? Zion. I wanted to put Zion in there. <laughs> the Zion. way he, the, he the, the way the bro, nah, the way he scored, like, yeah, he could. I ain't gonna lie. If he sets, like, how much does he weigh now? If he no, sets, Colin, the bo- yo, literally, bro. I, I've never it's, seen it's, such a like really a like a like an instant score, bro. Like he's so it's so efficient, efficient, like man. Just dominant. He's right. not gonna play outside himself. I, I I could definitely see him doing that. Like if he's just zeroed in, he's locked in that game. Like that, I'll put him down as one of my honorable mentions. He he's averaging twenty points for the next ten plus years. Honestly, he's modern day Charles Barkley. Modern, and literally modern day Charles Barkley. All right, guys. But that wraps up episode thirty three of the Restricted Zone podcast. Uh, thanks a lot for reaching everyone you guys coming in, in, in for this episode. Thanks a lot for the fans, you know, that are tuning in and following us on all the streaming uh, support platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, whatever you name it. We really appreciate you guys listening to us, and we're definitely going to push more contact and be more consistent. You can follow us on Instagram at RestrictedZonePod. You can also follow us in each and every single one of us individually. It will be in the, in the description below. So also we want to give a we want to give a big thank you to everyone that's following us on Instagram and showing us support and love. So we really appreciate it. So guys, thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great day and be safe.